Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. Oh yeah, I got on my smart-ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart-ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart ass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. All right. So we didn't. We got to, what, the end of season one? Yes. At the end of the last episode. Yes. The Sex and City review episode. So today we're going to start with, obviously, season two. Yeah, we're we'll going to do season see if we can get through two. season three. <laughs> Maybe we're season try- four. We're trying to expedite the process, but there's just so it's much. It's juicy. There's a lot of detail there. It's so juicy. And I, I mean, I don't, what I like is that, I don't, I mean, I don't. I don't feel the need to give everybody a play-by-play. Like, everybody, we've all seen it. But there are themes and issues that come up that I'm curious, you know, what our audience thinks of them mm-hmm. now, 23 years later. Yeah. It's almost a years. generation later. Yes. what, 25 years is a generation, right? Yeah, I guess. And season two gets released in 1999. So, you know, I, th- that was the year I became a mom. Hmm. So, you know, things are different. Like, my child is an adult now. So season one ends with Carrie not going on the holiday with Big because he won't lie to her and tell her what she wants to hear. Correct. He won't say she's the one. So where does it open up on season two? So it opens season two. She's heartbroken and I guess has hibernated in her apartment and her friends show up and are like, okay, that's it. You're done. We're taking you out. Right. 
we're taking you out to the to a baseball game or whatever. And the question comes up, how long does it take to get over someone? Is it, what does Charlotte say? It's like a, a, a month She's, no, for every... She, no, she said it takes half the time that you were together to get over them. Oh, right, right. So she's like, you and Big were together for a year, and so it's going to take six months to get... And, and Miranda's like, fuck no, fuck that. We're not no. dealing with this for six months. We already no. deal with Carrie's issues all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, not six months of this shit. No, no, no. We no. have lives. So I'm going to pose that question to you. How long do you think it takes to get over somebody? Does it depend on who they were to you? I think or how it, long you were together? I think it depends on a couple of things. I think it depends on, on who they were to you. I also think it depends on the nature of the breakup. Right, okay. If you're the person that ended the relationship, I feel like you move on a little <laughs> so quicker. Like 24 hours? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing now? What time is it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you, if the relationship ends and you are in pain sure. because of that, I feel like it's going to take a lot longer. And I always thought, I didn't know this Charlotte math of half the time. I oh, always okay. thought it was like a month for every year you were together kind of thing. Which seems like a, that to me, that seems like a long time. But I, you know, I. Who, who is it? Is it your girl, Rihanna, uh-huh. who says the only way to get over someone is to get under someone I don't, or is that Dua Lipa no she's saying you can't get over him if you keep if, getting under him right in no I rules. think Dan Savage says the best way to get over someone is to get under someone is it okay but I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true I don't know if that's necessarily true I've, I've had instances where I've had sex with someone to get over someone else and it just made me miss them more well I have a friend who was absolutely shattered after a breakup uh-huh. so shattered that I could hear it in his voice and Aww. I jumped in the car and yeah. met him at his place. Sure. And we went out for dinner and he was he was just a mess. Yeah. And his whole thing was like, all right, to get over this woman, I got to get under a new woman. And he mat- he was just swiping away mm-hmm. and he matched with someone and he was like, she was great. She was this. She was that. She had all the things. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, bro. Like, come see me in six months, man. I'm not. I'm not. You're too fresh she out could of smell this. It. Yeah, she, I don't want it. No, this no, is not yeah. what I'm looking yeah, for, yeah, yeah. right? So, well, I I think I think that when you break up with you know, after during a breakup after a breakup, see our breakup episode. What we were on a break episode? Did How to be an awesome ex episode? Yeah, and just did we not do the breakup episode? Oh, we did do the breakup. Yeah, well, enough is enough. Yeah. Yeah, right. Apologies. <laughs> You know, I think that you need some time for self-reflection. To just drown yourself in pussy or dick is probably ill-advised. Oh, you're disagreeing with me again? I love this. No, it's not a disagreement. I mean, survival pussy is a thing. Sure, but also... It's not the fairest thing. First of all, you don't... You're not really speaking from experience as far as breakup goes. So, okay. Because we didn't actually break up. We took a break. So, survival pussy is different... With all due respect to everyone that you slept with while we were apart. You make it sound like it was, there's just so many of them, I can't name them by name. You did okay. I could name them by name. But, <laughs> right. But I think that there is room for some self-reflection as well. Yeah. And, and depending on, I, I think you're right, the nature of the relationship and the nature of the breakup is really important. So if this is a relationship that you lost yourself in, mm-hmm. or that was toxic or abusive in any way, I don't think the smartest thing necessarily is to just run out and drown yourself in other people's genitals. You know, like, I, I think that you need to do things that are good for you. And, 
Yeah. I mean, if there's somebody that you are comfortable with and that you trust that, you know, you want, you want some physicality and affection and release, like, or, you know, you swipe on somebody and you, you like them, then that's fine. But I think sometimes when people are feeling, and when I say people, I mean, women, sometimes I can't speak for men, but I think, you know, sometimes your self-esteem takes a little hit on a breakup Mm -hmm. and that little shot of juice that you get from being attractive to somebody else is really powerful, but sometimes it's very short-lived and can end up making you feel worse. Mm -hmm. If you're, uh, if the relationship is like a milestone relationship, first love, a spouse, something like that. I feel like those are going to take longer to get yeah, over. I think so. Than the third person you've dated, yeah, this month kind of I thing. Mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important to put it into perspective. But anyway, she Carrie basically starts dating the new Yankee. Like she she gets hammered at the baseball game. They all get hammered oh, at the right. baseball game, <laughs> and, they call and she's him like, the new you know Yankee. what? Yeah, there's this, there's this <laughs> you know, he's the new Yankee, and they and she decides, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna. It's time for me to move on. <laughs> and you know what? I think that started out kind of healthy, but then she was it all did. like, but then she got weird. She right? got weird about it because yeah. she wasn't ready to move forward, and that's you know, and this is the thing. She sees big. She's kind of walking around like a rat in an electrified cage just waiting to get zapped at any mm-hmm. moment by running into big mm-hmm. and it turns out it's the perfect scenario she looks good she's feeling good she's with the new yankee and he kind of walks up and is like you know hey kid you know he, i saw your photo in the paper because she gets taken her photo gets taken with the new yankee yeah and he said i saw you in the paper you know you never looked better and it just fucks her she's like i'm super confident i look good i got yeah. my man everything's yeah. great yeah. and then he says this like mm-hmm. he pays her a compliment she's ready for him to be shitty mm-hmm. and he pays her a compliment and it completely disarms her and puts his hand on her shoulder and she just kind of looks down like Ugh. and and what? Is, what were you gonna say this is why you love big this is why big in the first two seasons is such a class act mm-hmm. because he has every right to be angry at her. Right. For, I'm going to take you on this trip. We're going to do this thing. Yeah. She breaks up with him, leaves him in his fucking car with two tickets to paradise. Right. And Which, you know, it's pre-9-11, so he probably could have just brought someone else. Probably. <laughs> and and then he sees her with a new man and- who he knows because like, he, like, he's really friendly to him. And they, he's like, hey, man, you're doing great. And talks a little bit of baseball shop without being like a gushing fan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just classy yeah. about the whole interaction. Mm-hmm. And Carrie could never be like that. No. And she isn't like that. Whenever she meets one of her exes, she's a fucking mess. And this is the thing is that she seems to go slumming every time Big is not paying enough attention to her. Mm-hmm. She runs to go and get attention from some other dude (laughs) and it's just like you know if so often if you flip the script on that and if that's the way he was behaving everyone would hate him yeah but it's like (sighs) carrie's just trying to find herself oh fuck off um (laughs) so there's another episode there's a situation with samantha and she is with james james the tiny dicked man yes who she loves. Who she loves. Yeah. And like she cries. She cries about the fact that like, why does he have to have a small one? She really wants to be okay with yes. his penis. And she's not. Is he a bad lay? 
yeah it, he's just it bad seems, in bed it seems like he's bad in bed too right because it's not like he just eats pussy like a fucking champion and, and no, you we'll, can get over that no we'll get to that but they go they go to a therapy session Sam and it, like James is like I think we should go to therapy which I think is very healthy but in 1999 it makes everybody go Ugh. yeah right it's like that's something neuro- neurotic New Yorkers uh, 100%. do 100% that's exactly this it's, is like what Woody Allen does yeah, in all his just, movies right fuck Woody Allen well I mean besides all the all the fucking shitty th- stuff there's not Woody enough Allen therapy does. in the world no but but that kind of like I'm so neurotic and sure yeah. it seems so self-indulgent at that at that mm-hmm. point in time right and so they see this this therapist and what's the book that she writes into me see is like into me see like intimacy oh right into me see some fucking top shelf self-help at the bookstore section kind of stuff and so into me see sam's like all right i'll go do the thing and because she's in love with james and she's trying to and but she's trying she's also trying to hold back and it's like there are certain things you just can't say to your partner right Right? And... Like, this is a fundamental flaw. Yeah. Well, for her, it is. For her, it is. Yeah. And they go through this this therapy session, and the therapist is like, okay, great work, you two. Let's, you know, we'll see you next week. And Sam has this realization that, like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to keep doing this 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 in perpetuity. This is just what we do now. Until... Yeah. We go to therapy until one or both of us dies. Yeah. And so she finally just blurts out your dick is too small it 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 can't and and i can't and it's just it's just too damn small and in a show of the pinnacle of male fragility he turns <laughs> James, who's supposed to be amazing and loving he, yes, and whatever he turns to her and on says a dime. and says did you ever stop to think that maybe your vagina is too big and storms out of the therapy session and what i love about sam is she kind of shrugs and looks at the therapist and says, what can I say? I need a big one. And the therapist goes, well, I hear that, right? <laughs> and, and this is one of the things that I love about Sam. I just wish that she, should, she could have said something to him earlier and saying, look, this is not working for yeah. me. We need to find. But the time was the time. And, you know, this is something that we're hearing about a lot are these men just turning on a dime. Where everything's going just fine, and then they feel some sort of rejection or embarrassment or whatever, and they get angry and mean. <laughs> Why are you laughing? There's so many memes that you have shown me of like bathroom walls that have been punched in <laughs> that the restaurant has just like framed and and, and yeah. titled like male fragility, male fragility, two thousand and twenty. Yeah, artist unknown. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> And you just plaster like, and fist. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's yeah. just yeah. It, it it it. They keep it together, and there's a lot of that in in the first season of Sex and the City. These these men that are nice until they don't get what they want, and then they're assholes. Yes, because they don't want to hear the truth. Right. Right. And that's yeah. It's it's, and this is part of the way. It's it's like women have to walk this tightrope mm-hmm. of being honest. And then, but also not upsetting their partners. It's like, how do you ask for what you want? Emotionally, sexually, without... When there's the risk that they're just going to fly off the handle. Yeah. And how how do you do that? those mental gymnastics of balancing how much to say to them and and in which way, Mm -hmm. right? Here's a question for you. 
I think COVID has exacerbated this is the idea of pets as partners. <laughs> yeah. So like Charlotte get Charlotte's tired of shitty men, so she gets a dog. Mm-hmm. And the dog is so destructive. She gets Is that Elizabeth Taylor? No, 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 no. This is the little Jack Russell Terrier that she gets that oh, runs around right. that runs around loose and her like runs around and tears up her apartment. Yeah. But like what do you think about that? I think a lot of people have gotten like COVID puppies and COVID pets and stuff like that. Oh, that's an age old not ready for kids, need more responsibility, but not a not a human life kind of responsibility. Getting a getting a pet is a surrogate for a lot of things for people. Okay. Like I feel like it's part of growing up for a lot of people in terms of their ability to prove to themselves that they're they're selfless enough to keep something else alive and happy. Right. Okay. And I think also if you're having a bunch of failed relationships, you start to doubt whether or not you're actually capable of being a decent person. And then you get a pet and you're like, oh, but I can keep, I can love my dog and my dog loves me or my cat sometimes likes me when I'm going to feed it or, but you know what I mean? Like it's more than a plant. It's more interactive than a plant, but, but, <laughs> but. Unless you have a cat and but, then I have plants that are more interactive pretty than much, my cat. But less of a responsibility than another human life, one that you made or one that you fuck. I think it's the unconditional. That also is a bit I, of a I think that's boost. a big thing. Like I told you that I watched that episode of Explained on Netflix mm-hmm. about dogs and people have been able to train dogs to stay still in MRI machines now mm-hmm. so they can they can look at the brains of dogs under different conditions and they looked at the oxytocin levels of dogs brains and their owners brains and if they look at each other the oxytocin levels in both go up and it's like that's the love hormone that's Mm -hmm. the cuddle hormone Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of people especially if they've been hurt by a lot of humans are like fuck this what is it about you've said this before you showed me this before about men who don't like cats (gasps) oh yeah so to all my all my peeps who are attracted to men i have a cat and on dating apps, a lot of times you'll say, I don't like cats or swipe left if you have a cat or something mm. like that. And I always found that really interesting. Like, why don't men like cats? I mean, There's, if you're allergic, that makes sense. But if you're sure, not, what is the deal? Well, and you know what? Don't stay over. But <laughs> take a Claritin. I saw some, I read something about how. If there's a man in your life that doesn't like cats, you should be wary of that man because cats are consent animals. And if they don't do well with an animal that's like, please don't pet me. No petting, thank you. My cat is like, "Um, right now you can pet me. One, two, three. Okay, you're done. Yeah. Like, fuck you. And anybody who reacts badly to that has a problem with consent. Right. And I thought that was so interesting because I've seen men do that. Like I've seen them like try to pet a cat. I've seen tradespeople do that when they come over and they think it's funny to to taunt the animal and then yeah. wonder like, why is the animal being shitty to me? Or, or just like to try and pet them and they, they, you know, cats will curve you, right? And then they go, well, fuck you anyway, right? That yeah. kind of behavior. And people go, oh, haha, that's funny. It's not funny. It's indicative of how they deal with being told no. Yeah. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Like when my, I had a guy come in to do my fireplace and my cat hated him. 
And not because he wasn't a nice person, but because he made too much noise. Right. Like he would come in with his stompy boots and his equipment and stuff like that, but he never like bothered my the guy who did my fireplace mm. never bothered with the cat. He never he was I was like, you know, sorry but he's like, No, it's Whatever, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, he, he wasn't bothered by the your no, cat's. No, but the cat was like Fuck this yeah. guy. Well your cat does that when the vacuum cleaner comes out too. I mean Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's weird. So there was something else. So Stanford, who is Carrie's or GBF. GBF. He reveals at a certain point in that season that he does not enjoy anal. Right. That ties into a recent Dan Savage episode, actually. Yeah, which I thought, you know, this is this is what I mean. I have to keep reminding myself that this was 1999. Mm-hmm. And Dan Savage does talk about the fact that not all gay men enjoy anal, giving or receiving. And that's okay. Like, I think, oh yeah, I think it was, a, it was like a bisexual woman who doesn't enjoy pussy. Yeah, and he, he cited an example of a man friend of his who identifies as bisexual, but only... He likes getting his dick sucked get, by men, but that's, that's it. That's it. He won't touch a dick. No. He won't suck a dick. No. He certainly won't let that dick fuck him. No. And he doesn't want to fuck them. No. He just is happy for a dude. Yeah. Like Dr. Murray says, pair wet lips in the dark. Yeah, it's fine. It's, or even in the daytime. Or in the daytime, matter. right? That's all he's okay with. Yeah. And so that preference for somebody... You think gay means you do all these no, quote-unquote gay not things. Not necessarily. And no, Stanford doesn't... No, no he the doesn't Stanford, enjoy that. Stanford doesn't enjoy anal sex at all or is the intonation that he doesn't like receiving it it doesn't really specify they right just, so it didn't just, strike he was yeah. like i don't really that's not my thing i thought that that was an important point and this is the problem is that some of these things just get rolled out and pushed aside so quickly mm-hmm. that you're just like oh wow wait a second like there th- that needs to be talked about a little bit more there's the freaks episode which i think i actually referred to in the last episode that we did when we were talking about season one and i don't know why but the episode starts with samantha going out with this lawyer and whatever he's a sexual harassment lawyer right and she goes to the bathroom and he comes and she comes back and he's like he's all like set up in his closet dungeon oh yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah, she goes into the bathroom in his place yeah and, and comes, she comes back, back into the bedroom and, and he's all like he's all str- rigged up rigged up in the closet <laughs> and he's like you know do you want to spank me and she's like you gotta be kidding yeah. so my idea of safe sex is a padded headboard <laughs> <laughs> So it begs the question, you know, is that the way you roll out your kinks? Like, how do you roll out your kinks? Yeah, that is the way you roll out your kinks badly. Badly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and again, I mean, we we, we live in, in the best of times and the worst of times. You can get a FetLife account, mm-hmm. which is specifically meant for people with fetishes. And outside kinks, and, and kinks outside yeah. of the kind of vanilla world of sex Mm -hmm. where you can put that shit there so people know right away and there's lots of calls on dan savage and other and and you we see newspaper columns and stuff like that of people who are like i have this particular thing i like Mm -hmm. it's not mainstream i'm on regular dating apps how do i roll that out and i think with anything where you are not in the venue where it's expected like if you're not on FetLife you're Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. Tinder or whatever you need to roll it out early enough so that neither party is like super invested in the relationship without that information but not so soon that you're not sure that 
okay, maybe this is the right. Some people are going to give you information pretty early on that they're not going to be okay with this. And so you don't need to go through the trouble of rolling it out. You just don't date them anymore. I am very wary of people on mainstream dating apps that put in their bio that they are a dom. Mm. Yeah, your experience is going to be very different than mine. I'm, I'm very wary of that because a lot of people have no idea what the BDSM community is about mm-hmm. and how much consent plays a part. And there have been issues on mainstream dating apps about men posing as doms and they're just abusers. Yeah, they're just shitty people. And it makes, it looks bad on the BDSM community where they don't deserve that because that's not what they're about. But yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing Dan says is that you should roll it out as a perk, not a bug. Like, yeah. like, it, like, don't make it like a cancer diagnosis. Make it like Christmas morning. Well, in my experience on the mainstream dating apps, mm-hmm. for a long time, I wouldn't, I, I didn't have anything in my profile that kind of stated the nature of my relation. I just had it as like something casual. Mm-hmm. And then I would have a conversation with someone and if the chemistry or the vibe was good, then I would roll it out. And I would try and do that fairly early roll on. Roll out that you were non I Yeah. And then a couple of months ago, I decided, you know what, I'm tired of, I'm tired of this dance of, and, and, you know, majority of the time that people are like, Man, I'm not looking for that, which right. is fair. Mm-hmm. So I just put in my profile, ENM, Mm-hmm. Like at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And if you know, you know. Right. But then when they inevitably ask, like, what are you looking for? Like, what does something casual mean? Mm-hmm. I go, well, it means this. And did you see this? Did you understand that? In a nice way, not in like a mansplainy kind of way. And then it opens up the conversation. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I know what ethically non-monogamous means or consensual non-monogamy, whatever you, however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Or they go, no, I don't know what that means. And and I can explain why I have this wonderful partner and this is what we do. And initially kind of lowered the number of matches that were happening. Mm-hmm. But now, and I still think a lot of people don't read it properly because right. they seem surprised when we talk about it. They don't even it. know what the short form for Spanish means. But yeah, but at least I've put it out there and mm-hmm. it's then they're the ones that didn't read as opposed to feeling <laughs> tricked by by, right. by seeing this great profile. It, and, sure. and yeah. Yeah, I think you have an obligation to lay out your your kink cards fairly early, but and if you've got a really kind of but not before you meet, like I I feel like that's you know I think a lot of people get really frightened off by stuff like that. So yeah, especially if they don't have any experience with it, it would be nice for them to get to know somebody and see that you're normal. Yeah, and and also that you're into this sure this kink as opposed to this kink sounds far out there and the people that do it must just be you know completely weird right exactly all right <gasps> i know you're super excited about this are we meeting are can we you meeting? can you can you tell me about mitch sailor oh my god mr pussy <laughs> uh-huh i feel like in the ali g movie where he performs oral sex on a canapé he's trying to channel mitch sailor okay because who is it that meets him is it is it is it charlotte Char- that meets him charlotte meets him and I think she like goes out for brunch with everyone. She's like, I met this guy. He's great. Da, 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 da. And no, Sam- she meet, no, she meets him at a party. They're all at a party. Okay. And she's the one that sort of approaches him. And th- she's talking about him in the bathroom. And the women are like, there were a couple of women. Like that in were the stalls. In, and they were like, oh my God. Like he's, oh. And she was just like, okay. But anyway. And, and then she, and then she, you know, he. So what is He's not really interested in, in fucking, he, he just eats pussy like. The cha- like a champion, mm-hmm. yeah, and 
she becomes borderline addicted to this to this guy. <laughs> yes. And Samantha's like, you you don't date Mr. Pussy. Well, she was like, I really think that there's something here. Like, I think we could have a relationship. Yeah. And, and Sam's, Sam's like, no, like, you don't date Mr. Pussy. No, 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 you no. You throw him back. And That's right. Everybody gets to enjoy him. You don't get to keep him. Yeah. You don't get to keep him. You yeah. You need to enjoy him and set him free so that other women can enjoy him. I can't remember where when she comes to the realization that this he's he's kind of one note. They go out and they can't have a conversation. Oh, right. he, like he, he yeah, and he just tries to start like he starts eating things in a suggestive way. <laughs> like hey, remember this thing I can do? Like <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that begs the question, you know, can you base a relationship on sex? And are there people that... Yes. Are ju- a sexual relationship, like only sexual relationship. Yeah, if that's what you want. Okay. That, but, like a fuck buddy. That's a sexual relationship. Okay, that's fine. But can you base an integrated relationship on sex? Like, this is the thing. That kind of begs the question, right? Where if you encounter somebody like this who gives you, like, say you met Ms. Pussy... Ms. Dick, Ms. Penis, and she gave the best fucking blowjobs, like just fucking sent you to the moon. Oh, you've met Blowamina? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the, it's Have you been female. waiting for that? <laughs> I just Blow-a-mina. made that up. I just made that up. <laughs> Micheline. Micheline. <laughs> Micheline Sailor. But she was so dumb. Oh, oh, oh no, no. Fuck Blowamina. What, what? Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> okay all right enough of that yeah i mean a great blowjob is fantastic yeah but if the point is to have a, a partner that you want to share a life with mm-hmm. i feel like you probably need more you than think, just yeah. great blowjob and she realizes that and is like i have to i can't get rid of it. yeah i can't i can't, I can't. And plus, every woman in Manhattan is like side eyeing him because they're they either have been with him or, or want to be. They want yeah, to yeah. be with him. <laughs> I just hope he is being responsible, and his dentist is checking for oral cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. There's an issue made about dating a divorced man. Oh and yeah, yeah. And Miranda's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like he's like, damaged goods. Yeah. That's a little bit of a role reversal here because that's kind of the stigma that a divorced woman usually faces. Yeah. And this, but, but this is what I'm going to ask you. Do you think there's as much stigma around divorced people now? Because like there's more of us. Not in, you know, the second, or I guess we're in the third decade now of the, of the 21st century. I feel like divorce is far more common Mm -hmm. and because it is far more common and because a lot more people are more secular than religious right that i think there's a lot there was and to a certain extent there still is a lot of shame tied with the end of a marriage and your faith if if you are a religious person Mm -hmm. and i i don't think that now well and what's also happening is you're you're finding nowadays a lot fewer people are getting married because they don't want to go through all of that rigmarole they find something that works Mm mm-hmm and they're like, well, why do we have to get married to like, what's that? That's and then, and so point. then, and then they just break up, which doesn't affect the marriage and divorce. Like statistics. a shit you don't have to wipe. Oh. <laughs> is that what our relationship is? <laughs> oh, are we talking about us? Well, or just in general. I thought we were talking about people. People. There's the episode where Miranda 
goes to buy an apartment. Ah, uh, yes. And she is a successful attorney. Yes. She went to Harvard Law. Yep. And she has enough money now that she can buy a at least two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, it looks big by it's New York big. standards. It's I mean, big. it's not Charlotte's apartment in a couple of seasons big, no, but, but it's it's, it's a good big. size. And everybody keeps asking her, is it just you? Just you? There's a lot of room for just you. And she's like, it's just me. And she gets irritated about all of these hoops that she has to jump through to justify her ability or her reasoning for wanting to be alone. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte... They're they're sitting at brunch. You know, they have all their, like, meaningful discussions over brunch. Yeah. And Charlotte was basically saying, men don't want a woman who is too self-sufficient because it threatens their masculinity. Oh, uh, okay. What do you think about that? I think for a certain type of man, that holds true. Still. Yeah. There's this horrible clip of Jordan Peterson who talks about the more educated and the more successful a woman is. And the higher IQ she has, the lower her chances are for getting married. I think it's not the lower her chances. I think that her standards are higher. Yeah, she's like, I don't need this shit. Because what does she need? If she's successful and educated, Mm -hmm. what is the man, if she dates men, what is that man bringing to the table that she can't just do for herself? Well, don't men bring more than just money? It's like that trope where men bring money, women bring sex. Is that all there is? Well, I mean, in, in Jordan Peterson's example, mm-hmm. all men bring her dick, apparently, to that because she doesn't need anything else. Right. So, and I think it's an oversimplification of just the fact that somebody who is self-sufficient and isn't reliant on anybody else isn't going to put up with all the shit that comes right. along. That's exactly right. With somebody who isn't at the same level as her on whatever the metrics are that that are being used. Yeah, I don't think I think a lot of I think the misconception out there is that women don't want to date men that make less money than them or that are less successful. And I don't think that's true. I think women don't want to date men who will make them feel shitty about being successful. Right. And a lot of and guys who are threatened by that. And a lot of guys will pretend like they're okay with it until something happens and then because because society yeah. is slow to change. And yeah. the other thing, you know, you sort of alluded to the fact that women are coming to a point in history that we've sort of never seen where women are demanding that men be likable mm-hmm. and many of them are not. And so when they can't lord their money over you because you have your own money, what what what, what do I got? need you for? Yeah. Go to fucking therapy, bro. Yeah. Use some of that money that you got. Express an emotion. Yeah. Text me back. Yeah. Or fuck off. And I think yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of men feeling threatened. So do better. Mm-hmm. You don't seem to be threatened by any success that I have well, in uh, any arena. Those were all featured. Those were and still are features as opposed to bugs in you as, a, as my partner. Right? Thank you. Yeah. No, I appreciate that about you. And that y- you are confident enough in your own success and your own intelligence and your own capabilities that... You don't ever make me feel like I should be less to make you feel no. like more, right? So during this season, Carrie begins to circle back to Big and they start seeing each other again. Okay. She is very hesitant to tell her friends about it. Right, because they just got her through this breakup. Right, which, you know, there are a couple things going on. She either knows it's bad for her and doesn't want to talk to them. 
or she has poisoned their minds against him and now can't go back on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. Right? In general. Be very careful, friends, when somebody breaks up with someone <laughs> to... Express your opinion. Yeah, especially if you're the person who's consoling the person that got broken up with. And you don't know if like, it's going to stick. Never, I never liked that person. They were terrible <laughs> for you. It, good riddance. And then a week later, they're like, so I'm back together with that person. And it, you're like, oh, great sounds, to see you again. This sounds a little close to home for you. Yeah, a little bit. But anyways. And, you know, this is one of the things is that Carrie is very selective about what she shares with Mm -hmm. them. She makes him seem like, she makes Big seem like she's a flawed villain. She's a flawed narrator for sure to her friends because we get to see what actually happens. Yes. And her take on it is very skewed in most cases. And, you know, and this is the thing there's nothing wrong with circling back to someone. Sometimes the timing is just bad Mm -hmm. or, you know, people need to do stuff. But this is the thing if you've taken up so much of your friend's mental energy, and time dealing with you, yeah, they're not going to want to hear about you getting back together Fuck with no. them. It's like, you know, oh, you just got, it took you six months to get over him. So you're rewarding yourself by dating him again. Like, yeah, cool. Fantastic. And the friends get quite annoyed with her when she finally does tell them, right? She's like, they, yeah, they're like, fuck, what are, you, what are you doing? You said he was emotionally unavailable. You said this, you said that. And she's like, well, we're different now. Yeah, it's been six months. It's different. And there is one really, really sweet moment where it's like, it's different this time. And they're all like, oh, really? Is it? Is it different? Miranda's like, is it? Is it different? Yeah, Miranda's very cynical. Yeah. And and she's like, yeah, it, it, it just is. And so there's, she asks Big, you know, I want you to meet my friends. And he's like, I've met your friends. And she's like, I know, but I want you to, I want you to know my friends. And this is the thing. This is one of the things where it's like, why do you need this validation, this constant validation of your relationship? She's obsessed with labels. She's obsessed with, you know, this linear, it's not valid unless everybody's witnessing it kind of thing. And I understand you wanting your friends to meet your partner so that they can go, because they're not as enamored with them as you are. So they can right. go, yeah, you know, this, I see this and this bothers right, me. Right. right. So it it was... It was important for you to meet my friends, but it's not important to me for you to spend time with my friends. Right. I don't feel like that's necessary. No, but a lot of, a lot of people, because their friends are such a central part in their social life, they don't want to split their time, so they kind of want to merge all those things together. I think that's which I where think it, becomes very dangerous. Yeah, but, but, but that's anyway. So there's so he's supposed to come to dinner with them, and she goes to pick him up, and he's like, "Do you mind if I don't go?" Like. It's going to rain. Like, I'm just, I've been out all day. I'm tired. It's going to rain. And, and she goes, she gets super upset about it. And she was just like, I can't believe I let myself do this again. And blah, 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 blah. And she goes to the restaurant to meet her friends. And she can't bear to tell them, like, he's not coming. Right? Like, she's like, I don't know. He's stuck at work or whatever. And I guess there's this thing in New York. I've never experienced this, but where your whole party has to be there before they will before seat you. Before they seat you, yeah. And she's like very quickly getting to the point where she's like, I'm going to have to tell them. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte's like, he's coming, isn't he? And she was like, well. And then she goes, see, there he is. And he like appears on the staircase. Yeah. And, and she turns around and she's just like, oh my God. 
And it's just this... Yeah, because, like, he answered the door, like, with no pants on and a dress shirt. Yeah. Like, just not ready to go out. And yeah. here he is looking all dashing yeah, and he, debonair. Yeah, I guess he he was kind of like, you know what? This is really important to her. Yeah. And I'm going to go do this thing. And changes his mind. Big is a real person. This is what I'm talking He's about. He's a real person that yeah. sometimes is out all day and doesn't feel like going out when yeah. it's raining. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he shows up for her. And that was kind of a really sweet moment. Yeah. Especially right? when Charlotte was like... She's like the eternal romantic, right? So I thought that was really sweet. And this is the thing. This is why I love Big. Because he's a real person. And he's not just... He looks like Prince Charming. But he's a real person. And there is quite an age gap between them. And he's a... You know, work is very busy for him. And he does a lot of things. They don't get too much into what he does. But, you know, like... He's in finance. He's in finance. (laughs) So there is a man that Miranda is dating who not only likes porn, but needs to watch porn while they are having sex Mm -hmm. and actually gets her to move certain ways so that he can see the porn while they're having sex. What is your thought on that? I think that watching porn with your partner can be very sexy, Mm -hmm. but if it is a crutch... Mm-hmm. And you can only orgasm if you're watching porn, or if you, or you can only get hard. If you can only get hard porn. when you're watching porn. You're basically just jerking off in, inside your partner or around your partner, depending on yeah, pretty if you're much getting penetrated. You're, you're penetrating them. Stay tuned to an upcoming episode where we talk about porn with Dr. Tom Murray. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Anyway, preview. So, I think it is. It is a sign that perhaps you need to reevaluate what role. Porn is playing in your life if it is that central to your lovemaking with your partner. Yeah, that's not good. And she says to him, she jumps off of him at a certain point and says, hey, like this is not a synchronized event, which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny. Was funny for Miranda. Like synchronized fucking. Yeah. And she's like, listen, it's either them or me, you know? And he's like... And he says, well, I've known these women for years. They never let me down. And she was like, oh my God. Yeah, because so this isn't even internet porn. This is like VHS tape VHS porn. VHS tape. This guy watches it and then has to rewind it before he wants to watch That's it again. That's right. And That's, it's the same shit. That is some commitment. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, just like when we were talking about sex life, when you're looking around your partner or when you're, you know, when you're completely distracted, I think it's, it's frustrating. That's a guy that would benefit from having sex at a sex club. Yes. Oh my God. I never thought of that. You're absolutely right about that. Because going to a sex club is like having multiple tabs open. All around you. Yep. yep. And it's 3D. Yep. And sometimes... Sometimes 4D. And sometimes it's not great. Like the porn you find. No. Sometimes it's not great. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's fucking pretty. awesome. Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's way too close to you and you just need to push it away. <laughs> sometimes you have to put your hand in their chest. Yeah. Too. And go, you are too close, bro. There seems to be a lot of Miranda stuff. So she's getting her apartment redone. Yeah. Oh, because there's a, a friend of hers coming into town that she was having like phone sex with and stuff like that. Right. And she hires a designer because she's busy and she's really oh, excited to have this friend of hers come into yes. town. And she was like, this is going to be so great. And he lands in town and they're having they're having wine on her couch and she's all excited. And then her designer arrives at the door with her end table. Yeah. And Miranda's house guest and this woman take one look at each other they just hit it off and fall instantly in love and a week later they're engaged yeah don't they get like a wedding invite comes out or something yeah 
And she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. What the, oh, they ask her to sign, the, to, to, they ask Miranda to man the guest book. Yeah, that's right. She's like, it's a bullshit job, Carrie. It's a bullshit job. And she's just like, what the fuck is with this? And, you know, do you believe in love at first sight? How long do you think that people should know each other before they make a major decision like that? I am not going to give you the answer that I know you're looking for. No, I'm not looking for an answer. Because I feel like when you know, you know. Okay. And that if it, if you have to date somebody for a long, long, long time to figure out whether or not their marriage material or long-term relationship material, mm-hmm. I feel like you'll know the major things pretty quickly. Like what's quickly? Fairly quickly. Like not, not quite Miranda's designer and her friend quickly, <laughs> but I feel like within a couple of dates... If you're if you're spending time and you're actually communicating and you're trying to get to know them, I I feel like major red flags will make themselves apparent. Mm-hmm. And if you're spending three years dating somebody, trying to figure out whether or not you want to marry them or whatever, I feel like you're you're making excuses for something that is being a barrier for that relationship to be the way okay. you want it to be. Okay, I I think you know to to have in your mind, you know, this is someone I could really be with, but I think. Making major decisions while you are still in limerence is a horrible idea. You got that new relationship energy? Yeah, terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. And I've read a couple of places, and Dan Savage will say, spend a year. I've seen the other thing. Four seasons. You got you got to go through. Is, four seasons is fair. Four seasons. You know, are you a Christmas person? Am I a Christmas person? Yeah. How do you deal with, you know what I mean? You got you to gotta go through at least, you know, all of the things. So at this wedding, Big shows up to pick up Carrie at the apartment and he doesn't want to sign the card. Right. And she gets really, really upset about that. She's like, well, you were on the invitation. He's like, I was? Like, how'd they get my name? Yeah. And she gets, she gets really pissed off. It's, or it's like, he doesn't, want to, he doesn't even want to be on the card with me. And it's like, so if you got invited to one of my friend's weddings and you didn't want, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter. They don't care. No one cares. And then it was like, she wants to dance with him, and he's like, I don't like to dance when people are eating. And she gets super, super <laughs> <laughs> And it's just really funny, you know, about how, like, we can infuse meaning into stuff, and other people are just like, I just don't like to dance. It's like, he doesn't want to dance with me. No, I just don't like to dance when people are eating. I think when that was happening, we're like, wow, he seems really old all of a sudden. And then we looked it up, and the actor that plays Mr. Big, Chris Noth. Yeah. At the time that that came out, yeah. is the age or was the age that I am now? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, yikes! Because yeah. I remember watching it, being like, this guy. He's such a, and she jokes about him being an old man yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So there is an episode where Carrie blows off dinner with Miranda to have veal with Big, and Miranda's super pissed, and. She meets a bartender named Steve. Can you tell me about Steve? Steve. Steve. Sweet, sweet Steve. We love Steve. Steve is great. Mm-hmm. Steve is one of the two... Actually, you know what? All the girls in the little crew there mm-hmm. all end up finding somebody really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Steve is Miranda's yes. sweet one. He is sweet and totally a dude from Brooklyn. Great in bed. He's like groundskeeper Willie. He's jacked. <laughs> and you would never know by looking at him. I think what really 
really bothers me about when they meet is like they basically have she takes him home from the bar yeah. that he's bartending at and fucks him and he was like you know can i get your number and she's like why she's like we all know what this is about like yeah and he's like but i actually like you i want to see you again and, and she's, she's like, like yeah, oh, okay, okay whatever yeah, great thanks for the sex bye yeah, yeah. and i was upset with that because it was like it's like you know even if you have a one night stand with someone you can still treat them like a human being this is what i don't understand being nice to them doesn't automatically mean you're getting married to them i don't understand no. that and i never understood that and when i had single encounters with women, I never what treated them disposably. Well, like I was that. supposed to be a single encounter, and you were pretty nice to me. Yeah, well, we had and we had a great fucking time. Yeah, we did. We did have a great time, and you you were playing the I don't want to say long game, but medium game of like I would really like to have sex with this person again. So, well, well this is the thing because if you have sex with somebody, if you're nice to them and then you have sex with them and the sex is great, now you've already set up. There's a good chance a, you, a, a you might have visit. sex with them again. Yeah. yeah, but but if if you're shitty to them and then you have sex with them, or you you have sex with them and you're shitty to them afterwards and the sex was really good, it's like, well, now what do you do? But How do you shitty. go back to that? Yeah. Right? There's a point in season two where Carrie starts to notice the honeymoon phase starts to wear off, and she starts to notice some of Big's bad habits. And they they kind her. of led you into that with him not wanting to go out to dinner with her friends not wanting to dance at the wedding like they're starting to show the cracks no longer is mr big this perfect guy yeah he's flawed just like all of other women yeah he's arrogant well she gets mad at him looking at other women well but i also but and this is this is where i start to go okay like there's a way to look at other people without making your partner look shitty Mm -hmm. or feel shitty sorry you don't have to like if, if, if you and I are walking down the street and you crank your fucking head around so that you can get a, a an extended... conversation with you? Yeah. That's not cool. No, it's rude. And it's disrespectful. Use your peripherals. Have you ever seen that movie Boomerang? You ever seen yeah, that movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The very final scene when Eddie Murphy and Halle Berry are walking off into the sunset. Yeah. And some woman... And she's got like at least one kid, maybe a couple of kids walking by. And... You can tell that it's a voiceover, but you hear Halle Berry go, if you even turn and look at her, I will break your fucking neck. <laughs> and it, that, that's always what I think of when I think of that kind of like gawking mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're with someone. Mm-hmm. And it sort of begs the question, I mean, she really, you know, I mean, I don't think she actually cares about Big. I think she just cares about who he is and his status and the labels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, however, I agree. I agree. However, how much should you compromise for someone how much should you change yourself okay but in what someone? way though like how much should you change yourself it's such a it's such a tough one to quantify because little compromises could be beneficial to the relationship just by being accommodating like what um uh, i don't know i'm gonna pick a ridiculous one like sleeping with pajamas <laughs> An easy fix. An easy fix. It's not really my thing, but okay, you like it, so all right. I'll I, I would not do that. Well, I know, okay. but this it's not us, right? All right, okay. But I feel like if it's not a mutual sort of thing, first of all, I always have this kind of, it's that whole mentality of the one, right? Yeah. And if they're not the one, and you're both bending over backwards to try and make it fit, mm-hmm. what does that tell you about the nature of that relationship? Right. So I think that if there are going to be compromises made on, they have to be done by both sides. 
It can't just be one person trying to, you know, bend themselves into a pretzel to fit into what the other person yeah, wants. Yeah, that's fair. But I also think it's important if there's a behavior that your partner is doing that bothers you, you should say that. You should say, you know, this this makes me feel like whatever, whatever, when you do this. But it, it, but it better be something fucking worth the conversation and not like, sure. I hate the way you eat celery and making a giant fight over fucking celery, right? Or like how loud you swallow. Or how loud you swallow. <laughs> like, come on. No, I'm just kidding. And I try really hard to swallow quieter and it just seems to make me swallow louder. Gulp, gulp, gulp. gulp. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you need to think about if it's really hurting your partner or if it's that you know and th- and that's that that makes you think about deal breakers right like what are your deal breakers you need to think about that so Miranda and Steve start dating they go along just fine until she wants to bring him to her firm dinner yes and oh yeah and he can't afford he needs a suit because mm-hmm. the only one he has is like a cream corduroy suit yeah and so she goes to buy him this bespoke she takes suit. him to a tailor or something mm-hmm. like a menswear place and he catches he catches sight of the price tag it's like an 18 $1800 suit or something yeah. like that and he's like oh whoa i can't do it. and she was like well let me let me pay for it and he's like no 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 and he gets really embarrassed yeah. and long story short he breaks up with her because mm-hmm. it's like i can't i can't do this like there's going to be things you want to do that I can't do. and It's basically the reverse of the Carrie and Big relationship. Pretty much, yeah. And the thing is... Except Steve's a way nicer person than Carrie. He's a way nicer person. But Miranda's like, so like I'm being punished for being successful? And there's that thing again, that income disparity, where, again, like it, we're seeing, and this is something that a lot of women aren't talking about, is that there are a lot of women that are paying for their men to do stuff with them especially if they're dating younger men, mm-hmm. because if they can't, then, then they, they just do can't things. do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that was one of the things that I had a hard time with in my last relationship, where I didn't want to be that person. I didn't right. want to do that. I was like, I don't expect you to pay for me, but... You need to cover your own shit. You need to cover your own shit. Yeah. And because then for me, that changed the dynamic into a, a parent-child relationship mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a double standard, but that's how I felt. But this is the thing. I don't expect someone to pay for me either. So here's another thing that that Carrie does. (laughs) She starts sneakily leaving shit at his place. Oh, yeah. And you think, is that something you should be doing? And I think you and I actually have differing opinions on this as well. Well, what's funny about that is, like, Big shows up at her house with a box full of her shit. He's like, here's all the stuff that you left at my place. Yeah, and she's like, oh. No, I did that on purpose. Like, he's like, oh, you forgot some stuff at my place. And she's like, no, I left that there on purpose. And he's like, why? And she talked about it with her friends at brunch being like, look at this. I figured it out. I left this here, and I left that there, and this is there, and this is there. And they're all like, yay, good for you. Yeah. I don't think leaving... I think if you're going to be spending a lot of time in each other's spaces, I think common stuff that you need it's handy to not have to schlep it back and forth all the time and i mean we have cars we it's really not difficult for us to drive our shit back and forth but it's the packing and unpacking and doing all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so but you and i have a different relationship 
If I was if I was dating someone and I didn't know the nature of our relationship, oh, I wouldn't be leaving. I, shit I wouldn't be place. leaving. Not shit stuff there. that I cared about. And and I and I think I like the idea of a little bit of mystery, where it's like, you know. But I think I think it's a little bit of like marking your territory. If you're leaving, you know, girly shit at somebody's apartment, you know, are other like are you testing the water to see if other women are there, right? Yes. And you were, at the beginning of our relationship, you were very sweet. You bought me some shampoo and conditioner. and I you And I had a toothbrush at your place. I did. Because you wanted to make sure I was, you know, able to be comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of opened the door to me to just bring all my <laughs> shit over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, you were good. Like, But is that creepy? Like if a guy has tampons and toothbrushes and... Hair dryer and some. If it's something that female-oriented. Did you just say female? Well, okay, woman-oriented hair products or something like that. Uh, hair products are pretty. Does that personal. sound like he's a bit of a fuckboy? Yeah, and that's has a, a lot of chicks personal. over. I, I mean, I've seen things where you know men have sort of an emergency stash of feminine hygiene products and stuff. Plan like that. B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a call on Savage Love. Oh, that's a little bit weird. Isn't it weird I have yes, plan B in my yes, nightstand? Yes, it is. Yes. yes. That suggests to me that you don't want to wear a condom, but ew, gross. Okay. Okay, this this one I like. The concept of the gay straight man versus the straight gay man. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Charlotte, she thinks she has this friendship with this guy, and they go out to see a show and he and she thinks he's gay the entire time that they've been friends and he kisses her and she's like what the fuck and so Samantha's like is he a gay straight man or is he a straight gay man so and and I think this guy is what we would now call a metrosexual yeah yeah right? well groomed so they dress really well they they're foodies cultured they, they're cultured they they know they're stylish but they're straight and then so the gay straight guy is actually straight, but he presents in this way. And then there's the straight gay man, which is like, what? The NFL player? Yeah. That's, that's actually gay? Somebody, somebody who presents more traditional heterosexual masculine yeah. characteristics, but in fact yeah is gay so so that was kind of an interesting thing when when you talk about gender and gender stereotypes and mm-hmm. things like that like i I like the fact that you know how to clean and do laundry, and I like the fact that you care about shoes and well, clothes I've always, I've and i I've always approached it that you should be a well rounded adult yeah in all sorts of things, and if you're gonna go out. You should know something about food. If you're going to drink wine, you should know spend something. some time to figure out what kind of wine you like and mm. why. It, you should find a style. You should have a signature yeah, drink. A you sig- should have a signature scent. Yeah. You should know how to use product in your hair and how to groom yourself. And, and way, way back at the beginning, we did an episode on Queer Eye. Yes. And that was influential as i talked about it back in that episode that was influential to me because those were the kinds of things that those guys talked about to help the hapless at the time straight man to be more successful in life right 
with a you know obviously in the romantic life there mm-hmm. so yeah i don't i don't see that as a as a negative but there are a lot of people i guess the stereotype at the time was that if if somebody's too into food or too into fashion or too into grooming then that might that makes them, them less max yeah they must somehow. be gay because yeah you know the gays are so concerned with working out and and looking good and and yeah and being stylish I, and, I don't i don't think self-care is gendered no like it's kind of it's that's a very outdated yeah when you use one cleaning product to wash your face your body your hair and your dishes <laughs> i don't know if that's the plus some people think it is no 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 i i appreciate that you're a little fancy in some respects what do you mean no i mean i'm not super super fancy no i mean you, you don't take longer in the bathroom than i do but no. you know so then there's the big thing in the sort of in the middle of the season that big has to move to france right for work and Carrie fucking blows it. This is where she blows it. Yeah. She's already on fucking thin ice. Yeah. But he just says, I have to go to Paris for a week. I may have to move there for a certain amount of time. And she was like, she gets way ahead of herself. And we've kind of noticed this with watching like 90 Day and stuff like that. Yeah, People plan way further in the future than their relationship at the time dictates yeah it's like people want a guarantee of the next 20 years of their lives and it's like there is some merit into a little bit of let's wait and see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before we freak out and i think i'm a little bit more of a planner than you are but i think i've learned a little bit from you to just go okay why don't we just deal with what is yeah. right now let's not cuz that's live a lot of mental months. energy it is trying to figure out all the permutations of what might happen between then and now rather than dealing with the actuality when it when it when it happens but you like yeah. to be prepared for everything i mean yeah but but i'm learning to very slowly let go a little it's bit very sweet yeah so she was like well you know like we can visit each other and i mean you know i could i could move there and like write my column there and and he was like well but you'd be doing that for yourself right like i wouldn't want you to do that with any expectation and she fucking loses her mind yep Yep. and and all he was saying was like i'm not at a point where i can make a commitment to you and i don't want to uproot you from everything that you know yeah, because of some expectation that you have of this relationship, I have to go there for work. This is not a fucking vacation. It may only be, it may not even happen. It and may only be mistake. six months. That was her mistake. And that was the big mistake where she should have just waited and seen. Until he was actually moving and yes. then have that conversation. And so basically she breaks up with him again and says, go to Paris. I'm not going to come. Whatever. Do your like, shit. Whatever. And, you know, from his perspective, she's now broken up with him twice. And that and that comes back to bite her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because he meets a woman in Paris. Yep. Natasha. Natasha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in this season, Big has, I think, one of your favorite lines. Oh, yeah? Yes. Which one's that? She asks him, you know, what do you want? And he says, let's save an hour. Why don't you just tell me what oh, yeah. I want? Yeah, this, yeah, that, that's like exactly. What, yeah, what is that you, how you feel about me? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal, no. Okay, I, but I, I, it's not, it's not what I want from you. But I, the way he delivers that line, I think any guy or anybody who dates women, I should say, mm-hmm. has has had that thought at one point, being like, you know. You're not asking for my opinion. You don't want my opinion. 
I don't want to have this conversation. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what it is that we're doing. I think I think this is why people think IKEA destroys relationships. Oh, oh, really? Because I think that happens where people go and what do you think? But I don't really care what you think. I just want to make it look like I care what you think. So right. I ask you what you think. And then you tell me what you think. And it's not at all what I want. And then we have this giant meltdown and then huh. go get Swedish meatballs. And, you know, <laughs> right? And then everything's fine. Yeah. And that was it. I think because it, it, it was about food or something, wasn't it? Like, what are we ordering? Let's save an hour. Just tell me what you want. I can't remember what it was about. Yeah, but, but it, yeah, it was but great. I, it was I, great. I, I know that was And I turned to you ones. when that happened. And I was like, and you're like, yeah, okay. So again... All Carrie does is talk about big. Yeah. And so then her friends tell her she needs to go to therapy. So she does. And she meets John Bon Jovi. Right. In the therapist's office. In the therapist's office. Yeah. And they start dating. And, and I, I had no idea who that guy was. Yeah. It was at John, all. Yeah, it was John Bon Jovi. But you were a massive Bon Jovi fan growing up, No, right? I was not. Oh, no? No, no. I just knew who he was. He, oh. was, just, he was just big when I was growing up. But, right. And the question is, like, do we just keep dating the same person over and over and over again? Like, do we have a type? Yeah. And do we keep repeating the same patterns over and over again? So they finally have sex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you think Dr. Doctor G would think of us? And it's like, oh, very, very bad. And she was like, seriously, like, why are you in therapy? And he's like, well, as soon as I have sex with a woman, I lose interest. Which I apparently is, a thing, is an orientation called the fray sexual, which yeah. I'm still questioning. But okay. And... And he says, what's wrong with you? And she said, I choose the wrong men. And then they look at each other. And they look at each other and it's like, oh shit, (laughs) we've just done it again. (laughs) Yep. Glad we're doing all this therapy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like, I guess we need more therapy. But she stops seeing Dr. G and goes back to like, just doing her thing. Yeah. Charlotte decides to take a left turn and start spinning plates. Yep. And so she dates more than one guy at the same time, except her fatal mistake was double booking yeah and i feel like she gets more shit than she deserves from who so she goes out with the one guy and she realizes that she's late for the other guy for Mm -hmm. bachelor number two so she goes oh my throat is really sore oh yeah he walks her home yeah she gets ready goes out with the other guy and then he shows up later with chicken soup this guy is like super super presumptuous and like delivers chicken soup to her apartment as she's coming home from date number two yeah and to think i got soup for you yeah and it's like bitch what are you doing in my apartment building that's rude but anyway i think that is also a real double standard between men and women even still 20 years later where it's like Men spinning plates is sort of normal, if not expected. Mm. Whereas if women do it, it's she's a whore. Why are you staring at me like that? Isn't that true? Yeah, I think it's it's generally more accepted or expected that that that's how that goes. And she does get shit. I mean, the guy, she does but, get shit. But you know, fragile masculinity mm. rears its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. In that the rejection, it was okay to be rejected if she was sick, but if she was not being completely honest, which I'm sure both of those guys would have done. And doesn't the other guy go, wait a minute, you were on another date? And then she loses both of oh, them? Oh, yeah, they end up sharing a cab uptown. Right. You know, I'm <laughs> out of here. Oh, are you heading like, uptown? Yeah, let's share a cab. And she's like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. There's another great episode with another couple of like cameos. So there's, do you remember Vaughn? And he's got this great family, this like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This like amazing family carrie dates him 
Carrie dates this guy Vaughn. Yeah. And he's a, he's an author. He's got these amazing parents. Yeah. And his cool mom sister. is is, is uh... except except he is a premature ejaculator. Yeah. Like. It, the Mack truck doesn't get in the garage. She doesn't even get his pants off. No, and he's, he comes yeah. in his pants. Yeah, yeah. And there's a really funny part where they're they're all at brunch talking about it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, there's like, he 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 keeps coming too fast and whatever. And but he's got this great family. And Samantha's like, oh, hmm, anyone there you can fuck, right? <laughs> and it's just, she's got such great like one liners. And so, like, she ends up, she can't deal with it. And, uh, again, he gets super angry yep. about, she's like, I think we need to talk about this. There's a lot of angry men yeah. in this series. And I feel like that's indicative. I don't think that's changed very much. There's a lot of angry I think, I think, men. I think, unfortunately, that holds up. This series is rife with heteronormativity. But there's an episode where she, actually, the guy that, she start, that Carrie starts dating is Tag from friends yeah the guy who gets harassed by yeah. jennifer aniston's care by yeah. rachel Ra- rachel's assistant that yeah. she sexually that harasses. she completely sexually harasses yeah. and never faces any consequences for and she asks you know about his past relationship oh there was you know jessica and there was ashley and and then there was mark and she's like what and this oh, sort right. of by invisibility that is so I, I think it's still a problem where like it's okay to be a bi woman, but it's not okay to be a bi guy. And she's like, Oh, I feel like that's just the last stop on the way to Gay Town. Doesn't Charlotte deliver that line? No, Carrie says Carrie that. Carrie says that. Carrie the sex columnist says I that. I know, but she's she's the worst like she's so Dan judgy. Savage would eat her for lunch. Oh man. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam, again, who is supposed to be super edgy in nineteen ninety nine, in twenty twenty one is like just sex positive. She's like, I feel like you know, there's going to be, there's, it's not going to be so much about gender. It's going to be, it's about sexual expression. Yeah. And it's about the person. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Uh, and didn't she what? say, did, didn't Carrie say to her, like, I can't believe he's bi. And Sam's like, I could told you that. He took you ice skating. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> She's just great. Yeah. At the same time, Sam gets asked to guest star by her, a gay couple. Right for a threesome, they're like, we just thought we would try, like to try a woman, and 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 what better woman than Samantha Jones? Yeah. yeah, and and then all of a sudden it's like they take one look at her pussy and they go, I can't, I just can't, and even she has her moments where she's like, but, 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 but we're just getting started, and they're <laughs> like, sorry, can't, let's go get some froyo, let's go get some gelato, some I gelato, think. yeah, oh my God. Charlotte is dating an emergency room doctor mm-hmm. and he falls asleep while he's having sex with her. Mm-hmm. And this triggers this like, how do you know if you're good in bed? Right. Kind of question. Yeah. How do you know if you're good in bed? Uh, repeat business? Repeat business is definitely a good sign. Mm-hmm. I think if your partner is enjoying themselves. Well, how do you know that? Well, hopefully they're being honest in the way they tell you. Yeah, how do you know they're not faking? Uh, I mean, it's easier to tell if a man is faking. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. It is. However... Not if you're using condoms. Nah, even still. Really? Mm, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) If your dude, like, pulls out and runs to the bathroom, flushes the condom really, really quickly away, I mean, like, how... Don't flush condoms. No, don't, don't flush condoms. Don't do that. No, don't do that. It's bad no. for the pipes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's an age-old question for people that sleep with women. Mm-hmm. 
Like, are they actually having a good time or are they pretending to have a good time because they don't want you to be one of these dudes that freaks out about faking it? There is a reason why women that are having sex with other women orgasm way more often than women that are having sex with straight men. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the performative aspect is about fragile masculinity, right? Male fragility and that not wanting them to feel bad mm-hmm. or just wanting it to be over or I mean it doesn't it doesn't bode well but there are <laughs> there was actually a funny TikTok video about this guy who had like a whiteboard and he was like here's the ways you can tell if a woman is truly having an orgasm and he starts he writes number one and then he starts crying he goes I don't know (laughs) it's actually pretty funny and this is when they go to the tantric workshop Mm -hmm. and they are the worst possible fucking people there horrible 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 giggling and talking and just being like and Samantha also offers a little bit of wisdom and let's see what you think about this uh, because this is when they go up to the Hamptons and, and spend the weekend at Richard's house oh is richard showed up at this point oh no sorry sorry no this is no sorry they go up to the they go up to the hamptons and they 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 share this like shitty beach house is that the summer share that they they all went on the summer share right okay yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. and take the jitney up to uh that's right yeah uh, up to the hamptons and carrie meets this doctor at, at this book party right he's like an like an eye doctor or something like that? No, no, no. He's, he's like, he's an internal medicine okay. doctor. Okay, he's but really nice and sweet. He's very nice. Got his own he's, little place. He is the on paper guy. Right. The good on paper guy. Yep. What's the good on paper guy? Good on paper guy or good on paper person is somebody who ticks all the boxes, Mm-hmm. but there's no chemistry. Right. Good looking. Yep. Successful. Smart. Funny. Probably kind polite. or nice. Yeah, polite. Yeah. Yeah. And my ex-husband was good on paper guy. Mm-hmm. And no shade to my ex, but that it was one of it was one of those things where, and I think a lot of people make this mistake where they go, "I should be attracted to this person. I should feel this way about a person, this person, mm-hmm. because it, they have all of the qualities." So, but I don't. But I'm gonna go ahead anyway because I feel like. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. And it's not fine. And Samantha offers up her wisdom again where she says, good on paper, bad in bed. <laughs> not always, but sometimes. Yeah. And so this is where Carrie runs into Big again. Yes. Back from Paris. Is, is Big alone? Big is with a very young woman uh-huh. named, named Natasha. Uh-huh. Who's like a model or something. No, she works for Ralph Lauren. She works for Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I think she was a model in real life. Okay. Yeah, she was a model in real life. But she's stunned to see him and stunned to see him with this woman. And it's kind of like, but you broke up with him and sent him off to Paris with a broken heart. The second time. The second time. You broke up with him as he's about to go away somewhere. Right, right. And so he says, you know, I meant to call you. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And so they get back to the city and she calls him up and she says, I feel like we should be friends or something. Right. And he's like, yeah, I would like that. Like, I wanted to call you. And so they have a lunch. They go to lunch Uh as friends. And 
everything's going well because they're having a couple of drinks uh-huh. and just reminiscing and talking about, you know. And Carrie is and Carrie. And she goes, okay, tell me about the girl. And he goes, really? And she goes, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be friends, friends. Friends should be able to talk about their relationships. Tell me about the girl. And he looks very sheepish and goes, well, you know, she's she's very sweet. And she goes, okay, nope, 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 can't do no, it. can't do, nope, nope. Yeah, because Carrie can't for a minute not make it all about her right and she doesn't really care about him so she's not happy for him no and so she says how about we do this how about how about we only talk about our relationships when they're like really really serious or something and And he he says well well it is serious we're engaged and she goes uh and she uh." has the most dramatic fucking exit from the restaurant Knocks over tables or chairs. Chairs, yeah. I think she like tips a waiter over, (laughs) falls downstairs. These steps are very dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She basically, and I I feel, I I think to a certain degree, I feel for her because. I have a little sympathy for that. I have a little sympathy for her because I think. Many of us have had that experience where we've dated someone and wanted something from, from them that they were just unwilling or unable to give. And then they turn around and make the commitment that we wanted them to make to us, to someone else. God, like two of my sisters have had that happen to them. Yeah. Yeah, where you date somebody for two or three years and then you guys break up and then they, they're they engaged within six months. Yes, to the next like person that they to dated To the very right next person, you. yeah. And I feel like that's hurtful. Like, it, it that must hurt. I mean... Because it's like... It, it, I'm sure it hurts. I don't think it's intentional on the part of the, of the other party. But yeah... It does hurt when when that happens because then you're like, why not me? What yeah, what was what wrong was with wrong? me? And the thing is, is like, there's lots wrong with you, and there was lots wrong with your relationship. But she refuses to take any responsibility yeah, for the demise of that relationship twice. The demise of the relationship at her own hands. Yes, I mean, how many times are you gonna break up with somebody before they go? You know what? I'm done with this. Yeah, and and it's like I I feel like and and listen, I understand, you know, and they they have this big scene at the end of season two where they're all sitting around, the, all the girls are sitting around, and same simultaneously, Big and Natasha are having their engagement party at the plaza, mm-hmm. and which she was Car- invited to, wasn't which she? she was invited, she was invited she was a to, bit off, but she has she has this epiphany where she realizes that. Her and Big's relationship is synonymous with the relationship between Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand in The Way We Were. Right. And I think I had you watch that scene, did I not? Yes. And it's like Barbara Streisand's character, Katie, is very like political and, and complicated and fiery. And Robert Redford just wants a simple girl. And it's kind of like, no, you're an over-emotional overly obsessed with labels, pushy, not caring about him or what he's been through. He's already been married before. He's been burned a couple of times, right? Like not appreciating mm-hmm. his where he's coming from, his need to move things slowly. You know, she is not Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. She thinks that because they both have curly hair, they're the same person. They're not yeah. the same person. She's a pain in the ass. Yeah, she is a pain in the ass. And it's costed her this significant relationship where he's now like, I don't want to be bothered with it. I want someone who is pretty 
and is in my world and isn't trying to and isn't fucking embarrassing me all the time right and having these outbursts and i just want something nice beige yeah which we'll get to but and that that wasn't even the last episode of the season that was the last episode was that the last episode of the season so the the season ends with you know she goes to see him after the the engagement party and natasha's waiting in the limo and she says, hey, like, why wasn't it me? And he tells her, I don't know. It just got too hard. It just got too hard. Slow clap over here. Right? Like, like. I'm tired of trying to jam this square peg into this round hole. Right. And I think, you know, when people go, oh, well, relationships take work and da 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 And I really feel effort and work are two different things. And when something is a struggle all the time, we see this on 90 Day all the time. Yeah, they, yeah. Where these these relationships are a fucking disaster. And they go, well, we have our problems, but we're going to get married anyway. And you go, oh, fuck. How's that going to work out? I remember, and I'm sorry if this takes us back a little bit, but I remember, I think it was back in the first season, where Carrie, when she realizes that Big had been married before, yeah, she goes out, like she goes out of her way to make contact with his ex-wife, yes, and then has lunch, and it turns out she's amazing, yes, and then she goes back to Big to say, like, I went out with you your know, ex-wife. You, t- you tell me, you tell me, you had a wife. You tell me you had a threesome, and you know, and then and then she, you know, she tells me that. You cheated on her. He goes, I know. She, I know. She told me she told you. Yeah. And you're like, you were talking to her? You, 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 she told you? She told me. And it's like, see, I didn't even think you still talked to her. And it's like, are you the only one that's allowed to fucking sneak around and pretend to be friends with this poor woman just so that you can get your intel? And so after that, and the mother at church. Yep. And dumping him twice yeah. before leaving Leading him away. high and dry and, before and a vacation. he goes, I got to go to Paris for a little bit. It might turn into something. It might not. And yeah. she just fucking deep sixes the entire relationship. She threw relationship. a Big Mac at his head. Yeah, she threw a Big Mac and it hit the wall yeah. and it was there for a long time. And he's like, and what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? And then he's like, it's, it's just too it hard. It just got too hard. It just got too hard. I'm tired of cleaning up fucking Mac sauce off of my walls. And then, and then you know, she channels the, the end of that movie and smooths his hair and she says, your girl is lovely, Hubble. Yeah. And he says, I don't get it. And she goes, and you never did. And then that's and her And she life. turns and walks away and it's like, and he's just, go- and you can see him in the background and he just kind of throws his hands up like, Ugh. what the fuck, man? And then he turns okay. around and goes, in. exactly, this is why. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so the second season ends with that. And and I guess we're just doing one for one. Yeah. I guess how that, that's, how that, that's how that's working. <laughs> Maybe in the next one, we'll get a couple of seasons in there. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, thanks very much for listening. Like and follow the podcast. Share, leave a review. And reach out what do we miss what do you love reach out let us know coming up season three (laughs) bye guys thanks for listening